G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. It is great to have you here today. My name is Lockie. I'm the host of this experience. And really my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message that you can grow your faith all throughout the week. Today, we welcome back Riley Brown onto the podcast. It's been about three months since he's been here on Beyond the Message, but it's so exciting to have him back. We chat through part two of what's the difference, and we really talk about what's the difference that Jesus is going to make in your life. And today, we talk about how Jesus or following Jesus might encourage you to get rid of some things in your life. So we hope you enjoy this conversation as you gain clarity about what could stay and what could go in your life. We even chat about Marie Kondo. So hope you enjoy this conversation as we unpack part two of what's the difference. Riley Brown. Lachlan McLean. I've never heard you call me Lachlan. I like it. Um, but you're good. Are you good? Is that your name? Uh, yeah, it's my name. name. My full okay. name is Lachlan. Yeah, yeah. Well done. That's um, good. I, I, I see you. You've got, a, you've got a t-shirt on that says something. What does yeah, it say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we're zooming right now. I've got um, I've got my t-shirt. It says doing good. Doing good. That's what I meant to say. Instead of like, how are you? I was going to say doing good. Doing good. I am. Uh, my mum bought me this t-shirt. Do you know why, Lockie? Why? Because she thought I was doing good. So, um, mumsy. This is a mum shirt. I'm wearing a mum shirt today. That's wonderful. BTM. That's great. Um, Riley, it has been, I'm going to say at least three months since years. A, an appearance beyond the message. Has it been about three months? Three months. Probably has been yeah. three months. I don't Where think are we are now. We're, we're March right now. Yeah. Um, I think it's been, it's been a long time. It's definitely felt like years. It's good to have you back. Um, look, we do tend to just just talk a lot in this podcast, but we do have to get a bit of an update from the old Riley Brown before we get going into the content of this uh, Beyond the Message. So 30 seconds, I'm going to give Excellent. you, Riley. 30 seconds. I've got the timer on. Tell us about your life. What's been happening? Yeah, awesome. Um, so I've got a new, I've got a new barber now. Um, so I'm seeing somebody else to give me haircuts. I'm not getting a three on the sides anymore, Lockie. I got a two on the sides on my last cut. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, other new things that have, have happened for me. Um, so I vacuumed my car yesterday. Um, so, so that was exciting. Um, and my family got a dog. We got a brand new puppy. Her name's Bonnie. Uh, she's a cavoodle, but she looks like a Labrador. And she is also the biggest terror in the world. This dog is not well behaved at all. Is that my 30 seconds? That's up? 30 you just seconds. had an alarm on me. Well, uh, I did. Um, Riley, you did been, fail to mention. That sounds great, but you did fail to mention that you now work at Beyond Church oh, as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, and you told me. <laughs> that's probably that, a really <laughs> exciting thing to share. What did I share about? New you barber, said you got a new haircut. Different type of haircut. And my family got a new dog. And Absolutely. Energy. But that's yeah. okay. Moving Bye. on. It's great to have you here on the Beyond the Message podcast because today uh, we are stepping through part two of a new series called What's the Difference? I'm getting a bit of wind. I'm going to close my window. WTD. And um, the, the the series, we're leading into Easter and it's uh, talking about what's the difference? What's the difference that faith is going to make in our life? So, Riley, you are, you've come fresh off the stage actually today. Well, yeah, we just wrapped up the, um, the 10 a.m at beyond on sunday so awesome awesome music and worship this morning Lockie. we had charlie uh and chris and we had naomi 
and Brandon uh, just playing an awesome set of worship for us this morning. Uh, so big shout out to those guys. Um, it's been a really fun Sunday morning, but we have, we've just come out of our conversation for part two of what's the difference. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, the bottom line of this message, Riley, was that following Jesus will eventually lead you to get rid of some things. Mm. Um, that's what mm. we're kind of focusing on today. And the four Monday was an invitation to ask yourself what in your life needs to go. And so I guess diving straight into the content here for the Beyond the Message podcast, Riley, if I become a Christian or if I'm um, kind of going in the next phase of my journey as a Christian, will I be forced to get rid of some things or some commitments um, in my life? Yeah, well, I think the, the verse we looked at um, in part two as well was Ephesians 4 verse was verse 22. So this is Paul, um, Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, um, to the Ephesians. And what he says is throw off your old sinful nature. So when, when we look at the journey of a follower of Jesus, even if we just look at Paul's life as, as a little bit of a story or testimony here, Paul was once a guy named Saul. Saul went around terrorizing Christians. Um, that was his formal way. That was his old way of life. And it wasn't until he encountered Jesus that he couldn't be indifferent um, about his relationship with Jesus anymore. So he went around writing these letters uh, to churches, the early followers of Jesus. And when we look at this journey of a follower of Jesus, what Paul is really saying is like, throw off your old sinful nature. So anything that can rupture your relationship with others or rupture your relationship uh, with your heavenly father, with God. Um, and he says, throw it off, because if you don't throw it off, it's going to corrupt your life. It's going to corrupt your life. It's so deceptive. These deceitful desires that we have are so uh, deceptive uh, and they decay our life. Our past can define our life. Uh, so when it comes to this question of, of will I be forced to get rid of things, Paul is, is really saying, hey, we are invited into this life, a life of abundance, a life to be lived to the full. We're invited into a life where we can experience God's peace and know where we can stand before God. Um, so what this looks like is stepping into the new, stepping into the new and leaving behind the old, throwing off the old. It's kind of like if you've ever worn a really heavy jacket before. I remember when I was a little lucky um, trying on a really heavy jacket um, of my uncle's. It was a leather jacket. I thought I was really cool. I kind of looked like I was out of grease or something like that. <laughs> but it was heavy. And the experience of throwing something off your shoulders is this great experience because there's freedom attached to that. Um, so will I be forced to get rid of things what Paul is inviting us into is actually into a relationship with Jesus. And, and in that we have this opportunity to actually have a conversation with our heavenly father about like, God, what are the things I've been holding on to for too long? What are the things that I need to let go of? What are the things in my life um, that aren't modeling to others what the love of Jesus looks like? Uh, what are the things in my life? that are creating the tensions and the big gaps in my relationships with other people. And ultimately what are the things in my life um, that are the sin that, that are rupturing my relationship with my heavenly father. Yeah. Um, so really there, it's an invitation to step into the new. There are things that we need to let go of. I like what you've done there, Riley. I think you've uh, been inspired by the kind of Simon Sinek uh, kind of, you know, start with why. And if you're not familiar with this, uh, you can give it a Google start with why not with how or what mm. I think what you've done is you've said um, why the reason we would get rid of things is, you know, there's a benefit behind that. And we'll talk about that in a second, but the how um, is actually an invitation to get rid of the things that don't contribute to an abundant life. 
Mm, mm. Um, so we can we can kind of clarify that in the uh, in the next few questions. But you look bursting at the scene, Riley. I'll let you. I'll let you speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say when it comes to the what, uh, which might pop up in in some of our questions too. And, and we talked about it in part two, like what are the things we need to let go of? Like, yeah, there's there's things in our life, habits in our life that we might know. We talked in part one about that internal kind of evaluator that thing that's always asking the question what difference is this making there's things in our life that we do at times that we recognize like okay that was hurtful to somebody else or that that is actually in the long run that's going to hurt me but we neglect to deal with it and it's kind of like when you leave you ever had this in, in high school primary school lucky when you leave your lunchbox in your bag over the summer break uh, and you yep. come back to it and, and your grapes they're and fermented the Yep, it's all turned into kombucha. Like you've got your own <laughs> living scoby in your lunchbox there. If you're a parent listening in, you've probably experienced this with your child where food's just been neglected. This is what Paul's talking about when it comes to our, our former way of life being something that is corrupted or um, has uh, corrupted us. Um, it's this ongoing process of being spoiled or rotten, but we don't realize it until we address it. We don't realize it until we address it. So it's always going to be worse off than we actually think. So the, what we need to get rid of isn't just those habits, isn't just all the output kind of things, the things we say, the things we do, um, but it's also the things within us, within our own private world, things we're holding on to that are really taking a grip of our heart that we need to let go of. Anger, resentment, bitterness, uh, envy, jealousy. Um, yeah, all these things and, and these, these bad habits that we thought we've left in our past, but they're catching up with us in our present and ultimately going to affect us in the future. Yeah, awesome. That's a really good way to kind of lead into the, the next few questions. Um, and so you mentioned in the message that like really that following Jesus will eventually lead us to get rid of things. So let's mm. just kind of, we've got we to, gotta, I guess, level the playing field and say, yeah, I reckon that we are going to get rid of things in our life if we do follow Jesus. The question I want to ask you is how do we actually get clarity of what needs to go? Um, how do we not throw things that are unnecessary out or things that we were going to keep. And we, we just, you know, you know, like spring cleaning, you start throwing everything out. And then the next day you're like, damn, where the, I, I wish I kept that. Um, how do we, yeah. How do we have clarity over what needs to go or actually more importantly, what needs to stay? Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the things that, and I know you could probably speak to this as well. Like one of the things in my life um, that has been really important for me just in my own like personal journey, faith journey, literally as I'm just trying to grow in maturity and grow in security, which is Paul's whole reason for writing this letter to the Ephesians in the first place. Like this is what you need to do individually to build up your church as a community. Um, and I think one of the, the great things I have in my life are, are not things, but people, the people I have in my life um, who can just point out to me like, hey, why did you say that? Or like, what were you thinking when you did that? Or like, noticing right now like there's there's lots going on for you and you're feeling really frazzled but what are you actually thinking about people that can ask clarifying questions to you um and almost start to pull out some of those things that yeah in struggling with internally people in my life who've got me to, to externalize that have been really helpful um, yeah and i think some of the questions that i find people ask or, or that we can ask um is like okay what what are the things that are on my heart right now that are making me feel how i feel what are the things that are making me think the way I'm thinking in the times where we get completely caught out, brain frazzled, overwhelmed, or in the times when we get really angry or frustrated, like where is the anger and frustration coming from? Uh, is it actually coming from the fact that I'm putting all my blame on, on this other person and that it's completely and solely like it's, it's all on them. Or is there actually a, a chunk of that pie chart that's actually me? And if there is a chunk, then 
I'm not going to neglect that. I need to look into that because if I don't, again, spoiled, rotten, this ongoing process of being destroyed, corrupted, like deceitful desires is what Paul's talking about. Um, so it's the people in my life who've kept me accountable. Yeah. I, I want to speak to that, that idea of people and to use a really practical example. Riley, you know that uh, a few months ago, me and my wife, Molly, we decided to um, sell our entire um, contents of our house and set up a new kind of lifestyle, which we love. Yeah, even the um, air fryer. They sold, sold the air fryer. I know, everyone. I know. And uh, it was this really interesting process of taking the entire inventory of our life and laying it on the floor and being like, what do we take with us? What do we leave? And uh, the, the process of having someone with you, and in this case, it was my wife, Molly, um, to sit with me and to actually just help me understand what we needed. And it was a lot easier to get clarity of what needed to stay and what needed to go when yep. you had someone yep. else with you. Yes. And yep. in that way, having a mentor, if you're like having someone who has walked the journey, even if mm. they're just a few steps ahead of you, to mm. sit down with you. And I, I love it when people come and say like, man, something needs to change in my life. Like mm. I know I know something needs to change. And you can sit down and you can go, cool, what are we doing? What are we dealing with? Yeah. And yeah. you can just kind of like, like get the inventory of your life just out there on paper or just out in the conversation. And then once it's out there and when you have trusted people, you can kind of go, you can more, you know, like with, with someone else there, you can chat about what Mm. would stay, what would go. Like it just, Mm. it is a really clarifying thing to have someone with you, especially someone who's already worked the walked the journey that you're going through. Definitely. And if, if you're, making decisions in your life and you're the only person that you're trusting to ever make the right decision right decision if you're only ever making decisions by yourself like it's what you're saying like you're almost saying to yourself like i've got my best interests at heart but i'm only going to trust myself to be able to make that decision and i think even what you're talking about lucky having people in your life like i know there's just everyday decisions i sometimes make and i need to pull other people into that uh, because i know that i have people around me who have my best interests at heart and that's a great thing about having people like mentors, friends, wives, yeah, everything that 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 can that know your heart and, and have your best interests at heart. And ultimately, this is your heavenly father at the same time, which is when we bring uh, this question of like, God, like what are the things I need to, to let go of? What are the things I've been holding on to for so long? Like this is a heavenly father who's not indifferent about us, like loves us, father to child relationship. And That's I think the best for us. Yeah, and I think as well, like the Bible just provides such a good framework and blueprint Mm. of in many ways what to keep as well. And so, you know, even if, if we look back a few weeks ago, we talked about the fruit of the spirit and, um, and the Bible and the words of those encouragement, uh, you know, written by just incredible leaders within the church and within the faith movement, they've Mm. talked about um, what a life, you know, looks like. And I guess it kind of leads into the next question because uh, Riley, I want to ask you, like, will it be painful or uncomfortable to go on this journey of getting rid of things or will it be, you know, a hard journey to go, um, to kind of refine the things that are in your life and maybe get mm. rid of some stuff and add some new things in? Yeah. Well, even, I think this is jumping back and forth, even in our last question too, like, like how can we get clarity of what needs to go, but also will it be painful and uncomfortable to get rid of things like, I haven't think of, and I haven't watched too many episodes of this. I've only talked to my little sister who who has watched this show and heard about the book. Mary Kondo. Um, oh, yeah. Mar- really big. Marie Kondo, right? Marie Kondo. Marie. Okay. Marie, Marie Kondo. Um, <laughs> don't know what the name of the show is, if, if it's just her name. But, like, from what I know, essentially goes into people's homes 
and will literally get them to do things like take your socks out of your drawer and ask yourself the question of, do you still need these? She doesn't get them to ask themselves this question though. And you can clarify if you know this better than I do, Lockie, if you watch the show, she gets them to ask the question of, will this spark me joy? Literally yeah. has people talking to their socks, asking the question, will this spark <laughs> me joy? And if it doesn't, you chuck them, you get rid of them. But yeah. all I know is at the end of these shows and at the end of these episodes, the house looks immaculate. Like the yeah. house looks incredible and all these things have been cleared out and all like the wardrobe and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love the, I love the concept because uh, interestingly is that when people go through their wardrobes and they ask, does this spark joy? Like I've seen some people get rid of like 90 plus percent of their wardrobe because they were actually wearing stuff and, and, and wearing things that, that weren't providing them joy in their life. And yeah. I think, I, I wonder as well, like if we extend that analogy, how much of us are just doing things you know, that, that 90% of the time or maybe less, maybe more just mm. doesn't spark joy and seeing yeah. then, I guess the transformation of that, seeing someone uh, go from not, uh, you know, not feeling comfortable in their own clothes, not feeling like their creativeness is expressed or feeling dull or dampened or, you know, like the, the clothes are just sometimes the wrong shape for their body, but then mm. seeing them um, like get a new wardrobe that they truly love is actually yeah. this beautiful, like, it's a really beautiful thing that they can yeah. wake up every morning, try and clothes that they love and they feel super comfortable. Yeah. And this is, this is bang on what Paul is on about as well, because will it be painful, uncomfortable? It might feel unnatural. Why? Because again, going back to Paul was talking about like deceitful desires, it might be unnatural because, well, maybe we're more leaning towards like, we've neglected this to deal with this for so long or our past for so long. Like it's much easier just to continue that process rather than actually like confront it and deal with it. Like, but what, is so great. And I think Paul, even when you're talking about a new wardrobe is like, this is what Paul actually said to the Ephesians. He's like, throw it off. Like literally like throw your old way, your former way of life off. Um, literally as if you're taking off a garment is, is what he's going through. Like putting on a garment or putting off a garment gives the alternative. Instead, instead let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. We can think about this like a brand new wardrobe because we're putting something on, put on, he writes your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And what do we know about the spirit? Well, exactly. Like it wasn't too long ago, Lockie, that we were talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit at um, beyond. And, and the fruit of the spirit is love. It's joy. It's peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, so will it be painful and uncomfortable and unnatural? Like, yeah, like it, it probably will, but, ultimately like what is on the other side of this journey is is that there is a holy spirit like there is there is a person who is working within our life uh, and the fruit the fruit of the work is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control and we can even use these things i'm cautious in using the word of hit markers but this is this is what we can actually turn to and look to like all right what's going on with me right now like is it coming from a place of love is it coming from a place of joy of peace of patience of kindness goodness faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I'm running through them again as a reminder, like these are the things that we can bring to God. Like God, like, okay, right now, this isn't coming from a place of love. Show me how you'd respond. Not coming from a place of joy. Like show me how you'd respond. Because ultimately this is the life that he desires for us. Yeah. And I, I want to just speak to, before we kind of round out this podcast and finish it up, I do want to speak uh, speak to the painfulness and the uncomfortability mm. of of this because it's not as easy as clicking your fingers 
and changing your life, changing your habits, changing the way you interact with people. Mm. Because you can decide right now, listening to this podcast and your way to work, that you are uh, not going to be angry. But the second you see your boss who you resent, you're going to like flare up, right? So it's not as easy as just like changing it. And so I would say it, it, it might be painful to get rid of some things or it might be uncomfortable or it might be a difficult process and it might take a lifetime to, to really um, engage this journey, uh, but it is so worth it. And, and I guess the encouragement there as well is that just by engaging in this journey to say, hey, I actually want to put on this new life um, that's what that's what Jesus cares about so much. And he's so proud of you for, for wanting to engage in that. And it's not going to always be easy. You're not going to always get it right. But Jesus desires that you would get to, you would be more like him, that you would um, you would live yeah. a life, you know, like all these things that Paul's saying. And and so, yeah, like it's, it's this really tough thing. And so don't be discouraged when it doesn't just work out perfectly. Um, know that God is so proud of you for engaging this conversation and that he wants to join you in the mess, in the uncomfortableness yes. of yep. this process, because that's where, that's where life happens. Like that's mm-hmm. where, that's where we really transform mm-hmm. and become um, new creations, just as Jesus is calling us to become. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's good. I think you answered our, our last question a little bit, but I just like to end with giving some hope to our listeners, mm-hmm. wherever they are on this journey. And I would say, I'd rather, if you could just speak to this, um, speak to the other side of, of this journey, speak to the, um, you know, what's on the other side of getting rid of things. What, what can we actually look forward to? Um, because yeah, we just kind of said it's going to be hard, but like, what is actually the, what's the beautiful yeah. part on the other side? Yeah. And we've already talked like fruit of the spirit side of things, like putting on your new nature, like to be created, to be like God, truly righteous and holy it's a renewal of our thoughts um and our attitudes um but this is and we and we talked about it in part one again like it's actually embracing life god designed for us and you've already spoken to it like like jesus like loves us regardless of our mess but loves us too much to leave us that way like he invites us again to step into a brand new life like it's a brand new starting point invitation not to be indifferent about and there's a hope like there's a hope for us. In fact, there's eternal hope, um, which is an exciting and good thing. Um, but there's also uh, a, a peace. And again, we talked about it in part one. And I think one of the great joys that we get to ask um, by actually taking off our former self, taking off our older self, throwing it off and putting on our new nature is that we're able to, to take on this eternal perspective where we can say, like, if it doesn't matter here on earth, like I won't let it, sorry, if it doesn't matter in heaven, I won't let it affect me here on earth. Um, where the things that matter is like how I give, like mm. how I serve, how I speak to others, how I show love to my friends, to the people close to me, how I show love to my family, how I show love to those who, who I, you know, don't know who are, who are very different maybe from me. How do I show um, love and, and how do I be generous and kind? Like, this is this eternal perspective we we're able to take on. And ultimately I think like that's what points us towards a, a great life and towards a life where we, we don't have to get burdened down and we all have overwhelming big frazzled days, but a life where we don't have to get weighed down by this dead weight of our own worry of our own anxiousness, of our struggles. And Jesus at the same time, like God gave us a life where we can step into community and be alongside of other people and be able to do this journey together. Um, so to be able to live, uh, a life of peace 
um, a life that points to an eternal hope um, and a, a life where we know that we are constantly have the presence of a, of a heavenly father um, alongside of us. So good. Well, Riley, it was great to have you back for the first time in a couple of months. I, I really value that conversation. I think it's going to give a lot of, yeah, a lot of like great insights to our listeners here at the Beyond the Message podcast. So thank you so much for jumping on. Good um, to be back, Lachlan. Uh, thank you, Riley. You don't have a longer version of your name. I just realized. Gotcha. Riley Connor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you so much. And uh, we have really, really insightful things. Um, and I'm just hoping that the, the listeners here can take that, can run with it. Um, and can begin to kind of ask Jesus and, and, and work out what needs to go from, from their lives because I think that's such an important part of the journey. It's great. No, thanks again, Locke. Always good to be back on a BTM. Pleasure. We will uh, catch you soon. Fantastic. Mm-hmm.